Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sands Pants Network. Home of comedy, <laughs> culture, <laughs> adventures, and ghosts. Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien. I'm Sean. I'm Tom. <laughs> you want to try that one again? Nah, leave it in. Where did that come people, from? People got to know he's a fuckwit. Oh, I was fucking yawning. Okay. They did have another coffee, I think. He's never ready. He's never ready. I was ready. Every time you start, yeah. he's got his head in his phone, and I always think he's going to fuck this one up. Yeah. And I try to catch did. him out. I try to go, I'm going to just start, yep. and he'll, he'll have to be like, oh, oh shit, i got to get off my phone. You yeah. tried that the other day, and I nailed it. I was just yawning this time. Yeah. He just needs to say his name. Yeah. For this episode, we watched The Others. The Others is a 2001 gothic supernatural psychological horror film written, directed, and scored by Alejandro Amenabar. During World War II, a woman who lives with her two photosensitive children on their darkened old family estate in the Channel Islands becomes convinced that their home is haunted. Did you say that he scored it as well? Yes. Yeah. What a Holy bloody shit. weapon. Triple a cheeky threat. little weapon. Yes. It's a little playful little tune. I know, yeah. It's a fucked score. Yeah, it's fucked. Well, and it's, it's the perfect score because, again, we're talking about this during it when we're getting very swept up, really Really enjoyed this one in the the fully gothic nature of this movie. Oh, it's the most goth film of all time. <laughs> it's goth to the max. No, no, no. I know you're about to say Underworld is. Crimson Peak. Oh, yes. That's a great call too. It's up there. They're both mm. pretty goth. Yeah, look, mm. They're pretty comparable. But I think the score genuinely helps in that nature. It's kind of got this like kind of old world sound to it, I suppose, like older sort of film score sound to it. Um, it's dark, but it's also a little bit playful at times, which sort of suits this the children element, and and it all works together to just give it these yeah creepy vibes, gothic vibes. It's fucking perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, what else did he direct? Because I I'm not even familiar with this fella's name. I mm. he's done a lot of what it looks like Spanish films because he's a Spanish film director. Yeah, um, this this was his American debut. Although it's technically this is a Spanish film, right? Is technically, we, yeah, I didn't include in the synopsis, but yeah, technically this is a Spanish film, despite. 
it is technically filmed in Spain, but the setting is not Spain, and none of the actors are Spanish, and the it's, the, it's obviously English language. But no, technically it's a Spanish film, yeah, uh, and it even won some Spanish awards and is the first. English language movie to win a particular award because, of course, usually they're in Spanish. Yeah, it's a you, Spanish yeah. award. I wonder how the people feel about that. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, interesting. Swooping yeah. in with its big Hollywood star, Nicole Kidman. <laughs> directed well, by Tom Cruise. Uh, not directed, sorry. Produced by Tom Cruise. Yeah, Their yeah. last ever production together. Un- was it actually? Surprising yeah. They got divorced, they got divorced shortly divorced. after. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. The stress of the others, I'll tell you what. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> so, yeah. his other... His other big film, it looks like, is a Spanish-speaking film. Uh, it's called The Sea Inside, starring um, What's it Javier called, Bardem. The Sea Inside. Yep. Uh, it is the factual story of Spaniard Ramon Sampredo, who fought a 28-year campaign in favour of euthanasia and his own right to die. Wow. Okay. That's, um, that's heavy. He's also heavy. the writer of Vanilla Sky, the Spanish version of the film. Yeah, so the Vanilla Sky was based off of his original... Spanish Script. film, yeah. Well, the yeah. produced film, yeah. starring Penelope Cruz. Yeah, oh, is yeah, that right. Cruz? Yeah, she yeah. both. Um, Shit. So he's he's quite prolific, but very much prolific in in Spain. Like he had a movie that came out last year, twenty twenty one, called La Fortuna. Again, it's about it's on. Oh, it's a TV series. There you go. But again, Spanish. Wow, crazy yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. This guy, this guy, fucking rocks. <laughs> he does fucking rock. Uh, this movie fucking rocks. I I was sort of. This was one that had been on, like, I think our list literally from day one of doing Scaredy Boys. Because of the poster. Because of the poster. It's, it's, there's definitely like a vibe to it. And there's definitely like people like, oh, the others. Yeah. That one's going to get you sort of thing. And I definitely see what they mean in the sense that it's, it's definitely not the scariest movie anyone's ever watched, but it gets under your skin and you're like, really draws you in in a way where, you have no idea what the fuck's going on, but you cannot. You are so excited to find out, cannot look away, but also very scared. And it stars Australia's greatest actor, Nicole Kidman. She is unreal in this. We've always been big fans. Yeah. Yes. We did a poll on our Patreon about famous actors, and we definitely think she did, not infor- did not forget to include Nicole Kidman on no, that no, poll. No, no, no. We didn't forget. We just, personally, I think the three of us rate some other actors more highly. Yeah. And I think we're idiots, Sean. Well, this performance- Don't know if we are idiots, but yeah, this performance is incredible. This is in vintage Kidman. So, Mm. it's 2001. So, she's coming off- I think she- Moulin Rouge is the same year. She yeah, she just finished. She did this after Moulin Rouge, technically, but yeah, yeah. As in yeah, the filming of them. Yeah. yeah. So Moulin Rouge, this, and then I think the next year she does the hours. So like right. she is Which she won the Oscar for. Humming yes. in the early two thousands. And she's just apparently, as you've said, leaving the marriage that she hates with Tom Cruise. Right, right. So I agree. I've always been a bit on the fence about Nicole Kidman for whatever reason. I think I've seen her be a bit odd in interviews and that sort of stuff, which yeah, I think she's a bit. I of think odd she's character. just a strange lady. Yeah, and, and that's, that's fine. cool. Yeah, you can be who you want to be. That's They're no all- problem. Actors are fucking weird. So I is think, everyone. Like, everyone's a fucking down, weirdo deep down. There's a part like everyone's a weirdo deep yeah. down, and then artists in particular. Right. There's a weirdness to them. Yeah. Especially, I find with actresses in particular, mm. when they're a bit like more fun or like a bit more normal or whatever, right? People then criticise them for faking it. Like, there's that mm. whole thing where people thought Jennifer Lawrence was, oh, she's just disingenuous because I don't think she's like that. Margot right. Robbie's copped that a bit. Like, yeah, yeah. we're very harsh on on women, right? Full stop. I guess <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is a long tangent, and I didn't expect it to go. But I just think there's a lot of criticism. I think that Kidman cops because people go, "Oh, she's a bit weird," and yeah. then that translates. And we get caught up in that too because we're like, mm. "Oh, yeah, she seems a bit strange." Yeah, maybe her performance is not great, but fucking hell, you yeah, could, yeah. you could power a small town. Yeah, it's it's. I think a really very difficult character to even play. Yeah, yeah. So hard based on for the most part, she's really just acting herself. Yeah, yeah. she's dealing with child actors, notoriously right. difficult. <laughs> I do think those two actors do a great job though. Yeah, the kids. Yeah, well, yeah. they they interview like 
500 kids or something crazy. To it's always crazy kids. when you hear like of a child rolling like, yeah, we saw 2,000 different yeah. kids from all over the world. The the girl in particular, I think, is is strong. Little boy, he's a bit of an annoying fuck. But he's perfect for the character. He's great. Right? He's great yeah, for the character. Yeah. He doesn't have eyebrows. We don't know what's going well, on. Well, I want to know what the deal with the eyebrows what, are. What did you call him? You said he's got the countenance of a 40-year-old man. Yeah, he just looks like a 40-year-old accountant. <laughs> yeah. He's just like angry and he's had a rough day at work yeah. and the numbers aren't adding it's up. It's tax time. He's so busy. <laughs> yeah. Interesting, though, just on her performance in mm. this, this role, I was telling you guys who were watching it that she knocked this back like twice. So yeah, yeah. she originally, when the director... And some brothers who are producers and also massive cunts. Mm-hmm. Boo! Uh, she tried to convince them that she she wasn't right for the film. Yeah. She didn't want to do it. She didn't want to do something so dark after doing Moulin Rouge. Mm. She was like, no, I don't think I can do it. They convinced her to come on board. Mm. And then during rehearsals, she was like, this is, I can't do this. She's going to quit. This, yeah. is, this is too fucking hard. She quit. Yeah. And the director had to be like, no, 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 come back, Nicole. Yeah. And look- I'm glad she did come back. Right. But yeah, I, watching this, she's actually perfectly cast because this yes. kind of gothic horror requires your heroine to be brittle to the point of mm. she's going to crack at any second mm-hmm. but then can pivot back to this like resolute, no, no, it's all in my head and it can't feel hackneyed. It can't feel right. ridiculous. It can't feel like she's making choices that don't make sense. So she walks this tightrope of yeah, these yeah. two high emotions of like steadfast in that, no, this is not mm. happening to then this very vulnerable, very fragile, broken woman being like, no, this is happening, and then back again, and then this yeah. one. Like, in lesser actor and maybe lesser director's hands, right. this is a mess. Oh, yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right, because you you just know that Nicole Kidman's a good actor mm. based on this film. Yes. Because even, like, this could, like, the script, I think, is very good. Yeah. If it's a shit actor, that you sink in that role. Right. Yeah. Because there's, well, there's just, no one there you, you for you. You can't do it. Yeah. There's no one there but you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nicole Kibben's doing that shit now that actors do when they're working with green screens and tennis balls all day. Except right. she's doing it on a proper set by herself and dominating. Yeah, and killing it. Killing it. I haven't been her biggest fan, but she's. this is a great performance. Yeah, I'm well off the fence at this point. Yeah, she's a weapon. And I think it, to your point, Tom, of like, yeah, she has to play this brittle, like you can sense she's a- a minute away from breaking, but she's also like stern and uptight. And it's like those two elements of like, and she's trying, she is forever trying to take control. As soon as something like weird, strange, unexpected, unexplained happens, she's like calling the maids in and like saying, all right, well, here's what we're going to have to check the whole house, take all the curtains down. Like she's like taking charge, taking control, trying to keep that up. But again, all we can see is how close she is to the edge, how brittle oh. she is. And it's, again, that's- I don't know, even know how she does that, mm. how she can play those two halves at the same- literally at the same time, not even, like, flicking between the two. They are both in her face, in her performance for us to witness. It's mind-blowing. I couldn't do it. No, definitely. Yeah. Look- no, no, sorry, Tom, you look shocked. I, I'm sorry, I can't Connie do it. not as good an actor as Nicole Kim. I am baffled. I, I really thought you were. I just can't do it. Um, just to rewind back, we talked about how going mm. to this for a bit scared. This one's come up a lot. And yep. the, the famous poster of Nicole holding the, mm. the, gla- the gaslight with the, the others thing. Yeah. This movie came out, I think, when we would have been like in that era, era where people were starting to watch scary movies at like sleepovers and stuff. Mm. And we being big cowards. I mean, this is probably around the same time as, as Damo's. Hannibal. Hannibal, yeah, probably, yeah. Like 2001, 2002, The Ring is around this time as well. Sure. There's there's that element of like danger to this movie that mm-hmm. has hung around with me forever. I, yeah. I, I remember seeing that poster at Blockbuster. I remember seeing that poster at the movies mm. and I wanted nothing to do with this fucking movie. Yeah, yeah. And I was I was sort of justified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's just dread everywhere. Yeah, if I'd watch this as, as a younger man, no thank you. We wouldn't be here right now. I don't know if I would have made it through the film to be perfectly honest. No. Yeah, would you have turned it off? Yeah, probably. Yeah. 
yeah. I yeah, think definitely. by the by the communion dress scene, I would have been like, yeah, yeah, I'm done. That's the one. I'm done. That's the one. Because yeah. I, I would assume, and it does get worse mm. in inverted commas, but I assume that I that's- I don't think it does. Well, it does, the situation. But yes, right. I mean, in terms of the spooks? No, yeah, no yeah. but my assumption would be, oh, I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And course. that was my assumption watching the movie. I'm like, this that can't be the scariest right, thing. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. There's so much time yeah, left. Yeah, yeah. I even love that it, the, it starts with her doing a voiceover where she says, um, now, children, are you sitting comfortably? Then I'll begin. Uh, and I love, like, there's this fairy tale nature to it, which, again, works so well with, with gothic stories. But even just to have that as this opener is like, where's the government? Where are the children? Oh, no, we already lost our status. Like, we're already being drawn in and pulled into this this thing. And I actually read that that line, the now children you sing comfortably will begin, comes from a BBC radio program called Listen With Mother that was broadcast in the UK between 1950 and 1982, which always began with that line. Oh. So Alejandro uh, Aminabar, I think, had, would have listened to Must that. Must have heard that, yeah. Yeah, him. and you're like, oh, man, there's already a horror movie in just the idea of this strange radio play called Listen With Mother. Oh. That's awful. <laughs> Isn't that so bad? That's so crazy. But also, like, the... And like we'll get into this, I guess, with the twists and the reveals in this movie. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Big spoilers. Just a heads up. We're going to spoil the shit out of this movie. Yeah. But the fact that the movie opens with that, but also opens like Nicole's first moment in the movie is her wake is her screaming herself awake in bed. Yeah. What do you what do you think was maybe playing through her mind at that time? Do you have any ideas? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe the spoiler alert. Moment that she killed her children yeah, and herself. That might be it. That might be. I thought it had to shotgun. do with the uh, marriage she had to Tom Cruise. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was yeah, it. That, yeah, yeah. that, that was that was the fuel, the acting yes, fuel. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Good on it. Correct. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's it's yeah, it's the little things that are peppered throughout. Mm. You talked about how at no point do you know what's going on. Yes, and it's true. You have no idea who to trust. You tried very hard. Oh, I was trying. I was coming up with theories. Tom left was and dropping right. theories into his phone, yeah. screenshotting them, screenshotting so the timestamp. Time Can I just say I yeah. dropped a theory about twenty minutes in? Was it twenty minutes in? I think it was a bit that longer. Was than way that. longer than that. Yeah, He's yeah. a piece of shit. He's yeah. trying to change history. I dropped a theory in pretty at nine thirty four, and I reckon we started this movie at about eight thirty. Maybe an hour in then. Yeah, okay, yeah, a bit different from twenty minutes for sure. I dropped the theory that um, was correct. I was right. Justified. Vindication. Yeah. The smugness. Yeah. I was right. No, look, he was Yeah, but right. there were times, though, where you were like, nah, my, my theory, I'm wrong. Yeah. I'm wrong. I got well, it that's wrong. it. But that's this what this is- movie did so beautifully, right? Like, you always, from the moment she wakes up screaming, know that something's wrong here. Yes. There is something wrong in this house. Uh, and it does really well to make you think, like, I guess there's also a bit of the thing for this movie where you know there's a, t- a bit of a twist in there somewhere. And so you're kind of looking at it coming from anywhere. You don't know if it's her, the kids, the housekeepers, the house itself, the setting. Like It's like there's a million red herrings without even needing to go all the way down the road of a usual mystery red herring. It's just mm. the fact that the setup is so good and the setting's so good and the story's so good that your brain is like trying to fill in that third act in a yeah. million different ways. And there's so many great juicy options uh, and it's again, it's like it's this excitement, but a, but a very tense excitement because yep. it could go anywhere, and I'm not ready for it. Yeah, at one point, you guys were throwing, you were having your little. Yep, I think I have an mm. idea of what's going on. And Damien, you said to me, "What do you think?" And I was mm. just like, "I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on." And now Christopher fucking Eccleston's in. Oh, and- <laughs> that's the bit. I, so I had the theory when she was walking in the fog, and yeah. the, the housekeeper said something like, "The fog will deal with her," or something like that. And I'm like, "Yeah, because she's dead." That was my theory. Yeah. Okay. And then she runs into Christopher Eccleston, and he comes. Back back to the house and then stuff's happening and I'm like 
And he's so traumatized from the uh, war and everything. Maybe she's not that. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. But I never for a minute bought that he was alive. Yeah, interesting. No. Yeah, like that. that's the version of the fog dealing with her and stopping her from leaving. Yeah, yes. allowing she him to come in. She sees this thing that she wants and then comes back into the fold. And yeah. then I thought- then I thought for a while she was insane and everyone was dead except her. Yes, mm. yes. Um, and that's the other- Oh, sorry. Just because they lay in, this is where, again, they're adding those red herrings. She's taking her pills. We know she's had a break of some sort earlier, but we don't know what that looks mom, like. Mum went means. mad. Yeah, mum went mad. Uh, and we also- She starts to stop taking the pills. And you're like, is that the right choice or the wrong choice? Is she being drugged or she, does she actually need the pills? We don't trust the housekeeper at all. No, because we- Again, we've had the housekeeper say something mysterious to the other housekeeper, the gardener. We've got no context for what it means. And so, yeah, it just lays in all these different bits and pieces where you're like, I don't know. I have no idea where this movie's going. Almost to the point where it was like doing my head in. Yeah. Because I was like, yeah. I don't think we've watched a movie for this show that's like that. That throws no, so much right. at you and you really don't have any grounding of what yeah. is actually going to happen. Insane. And then the reveal is incredible. It like, works beautifully. Yeah. The way they set it up with the creepy old woman who I've seen her 14 times. I've yes. seen these other things. And so then you build towards this where they're clearly the actual owners of the house have mm. hired a medium to help them communicate with the ghosts right. in the house mm. and that it hasn't gone well. And so that every time they do it, they almost get in touch with the daughter. They yes. almost get in touch with the, with the son. Mm. They have that sequence where she talks to the mum. She talks mm-hmm. to Nicole in the fucking bridal Eucharist. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's fucking awful, that yeah, whole sequence. We'll definitely be talking about that one in just a minute. Oh, boy. Yeah. But then, yeah, the reveal with they're in the room and then all of a sudden it just shows all these people sitting around a table and you're like, it's a seance. Yeah. They're the ghosts. Yeah. And then you hear all three of them. We've spoken to the. We've got the children here. And then- the great reveal of Nicole Kidman shaking the table, mm. which is what happens in seances. The table shakes. Right, the right. papers go flying. Like, it's brilliant. And then your mind goes back to all of the things she's yes. doing in the, earlier in the film where she's opening drawers and throwing stuff around and pulling curtains open and yeah. locking doors and stomping around everywhere. And the whole scene with the piano room where she's pulling right. the door closed and opening it and slamming the piano. And you just imagine the other version of this the movie. The person on the other side. Yeah, yeah, the haunted house version of this movie yeah. is so different and is, you know, What's her name? Stark standing in that piano room, losing her shit. Catelyn Stark. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a haunted house story told from the perspective of the house. It's so good. From the ghost, it's, yeah. I, I love the reveal so much. It almost made me wish that we'd seen it a little bit earlier because I want some of that stuff. Oh, really? I want to see that spooky shit. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it's definitely then a movie that will reward a rewatch. Definitely. Uh, I think it's actually the right again. Us losing our minds, trying to think where is this going? What could the answer possibly be? was weirdly so satisfying. And again, not an experience I think I've had with many movies, especially like, you know, you watch enough movies, you get a feel for where you think it's going to go. We know story pretty well, but this one really fucking did us in. Yeah. Uh, And then I think, yeah, they even like layered in with a lot of what the Irish uh, nanny sort of talks about how when the, the little girl is questioning her about what she believes and she talks about the two worlds between the living and the dead and sometimes there's this crossover and so, again, it's it's all there. It's just like, oh, there are these two worlds that are sort of sitting on top of each other. They're not always talking. So, it's not like they can see- The living can see the dead all the time. Or the dead can see the living all the time. Mm. They're sort of just existing in the same space, but are sort of disconnected from each other, which even that idea, I think, is really fucking terrific. Yeah. And then occasionally, for whatever reason, they can start to- uh, impact against one another mm, yeah. and so that works so well because that explains why as ghosts they don't know like why yeah. would they they're as far as they're aware they're the only ones in the house other than the other nanny and mm. all the rest of it other than the intruders yes and i love that Great name for them too. when um, the housekeeper says there'll be more 
And sometimes we know about them and yeah. sometimes we don't. That's just the way it works. And then yeah. she just walks off down the hallway and it's like, it's such a sad mm. moment. And when she says to the kids, you know, say it with me, no one will take this house from us. Yeah, and yeah. you can just imagine that you're asleep at night and you hear these voices saying no one can take oh, this house yeah, from us. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, even during the seance when the kids are sort of off in the corner watching the seance and you're like, yeah, now they look like creepy ghost kids. They kind of always did. They're always that little bit more pale than they should have been. Yeah, just because they look sickly. Which, of course, is explained by their photosensitivity and all yep. the rest of it. Um, and they start going, we're not dead. We're not dead. And then Nicole Kidman, again, this is where she finally has that break. And she starts screaming, we're not dead. And she's doing it with like... Oh, such fragility anguish. and anguish. And like, she knows it, but she can't admit it. And that's when she starts tearing the stuff and throwing it around. Fucking hell. Like, that's huge. Yeah. Huge performance. And I love that we get that moment is the end of the haunted house story. Because then they come back and the wife says, no, no, we've done it your way. We need to leave. Yeah. We yeah. need to leave. Hmm. They don't want us here. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, we're catching the end of a second movie yeah. in this movie. Mm. Like, you almost want to watch- I do. I want to watch that movie. The movie. From, yeah. Just from them, the whole way through, from their point of view, yeah. get Victor having to sense them, all the rest of it. Do that version too, call it The Intruders. We- oh, <laughs> yeah. dude, Let's yes. go. I think the thing that's really interesting too is, and we talk about it on this show a lot, how with horror, you've mm. got to find the angle. Yeah. This does that perfectly. It takes the classic ghost story and is like, what if they were the ghosts? What yeah, if you yeah. What if you did What if you did Beetlejuice but for real? Right, like, right. And I think that's, that's just already just such a unique way of framing it. I think this would- also work as just a classic gothic, mm. is, is it haunted, is it not, is she just losing her mind? Right. But I don't think it would have the staying power or mm. the impact. And the impact's fucked. So, it, it was $17 million budget, made almost $210 million. Yeah, yeah. that is crazy numbers. One Huge. of the highest grossing horror films, I think, of all yeah. time. Yeah, I can see why, like, again, it, obviously we missed out of when it came out on its release. I could see people being a buzz for this thing of like, I'm not going to spoil it for you. You just need to go look. Hundred percent. It. It's yeah, got that yeah. big energy of like, oh, go check it out. When did, go check it out. When did the M Night one with um, Six Sense? Bruce, yeah. When 90, did that come out? Nine or ninety eight. I reckon right? it probably cashed into that. Right. Probably right. a little bit. It probably played off that. Yeah. I would say. And again, I think like the the twist idea, the I, like what Tom was just saying. I think that's such a great idea, but not necessarily the easiest thing to pull off mm. without audiences guessing. And again, at least for like Tom obviously kind of did guess, but we didn't know the full picture, yeah. which even that's pretty good in, in and of itself. Um, it is 99. Yeah. Six cents. What was the guess that you wrote down though? That she's dead. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just feel like a certain point in the whole film, I think mm. we all probably felt that. We're like, no, but more of, more of like an exasperated sort of thing. Like, is she dead? Like, yeah. are they all dead? Like, what the fuck? Especially with the fog stuff. You're yeah. Like, that was a bit of a, mm, this fog's a bit mysterious. It's trapping them in. It's it's consistent. It's always there. Yeah. yeah. But also then the the idea that when you get that, they then throw a bunch of other stif- t- stuff to you. And then they do the reveal that the housekeepers are dead. Mm. And you're like, oh, they're dead. Oh, which was great also with the photo album. Oh. What a beautiful way to reveal it because it's creepy. It's macabre. The Book of the Dead. It's literally was a thing that was done back in the day. So insane that people did that. It was Well, I was reading. It wasn't actually necessarily done for the reason they said, where it was like a superstition. It, it keeps their soul alive because if anything, for different cultures, definitely for our indigenous culture, you, the, the thought was that it would trap your soul. But it was actually kind of just done as like back then, they weren't people didn't get their photo taken that often. So, unfortunately, it was like this. This is our last chance to take a photo of them. Let's prop them up with a few of their favorite things. And that's the photo we're going to have to remember them by. If they didn't have the photo, it would have been like wedding day, death day. Right. Like how- A hundred percent, probably. Yes. And then one like photo of them at school, probably. And they look right. fucked. And they look like yeah. a little horror school yeah. boy. <laughs> Just trying yeah. to imagine anybody like flicking through that and being like, oh, yep, there's Nan. 
yeah. dead. Yeah, she like, is. The, the horrible ones are when there was, like, a child. Oh, oh awful. The yeah. babies, yeah. the two twins. Yeah. Imagine being the photographer. Man. You just hate yourself. What a horrible right existence yeah. that is, yeah. Oh, maybe they love it because they're making their money. Making I don't know. It's just like- whew. But, yeah, with tuberculosis rolling around. Yeah. Fucking hell. They would have had jobs at the wazoo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And also, like, because I imagine they wouldn't do it if you got fucked up. Right. Like, if you were fucked when yes. you died. No, yeah. you're not getting a photo. But TB, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no stress. Probably. Also, it's a rich family thing, surely. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah. People, people can't afford a photographer no, and not doing a, a book of the dead. Right. Silver thing. nitrate. Do they call it book of mm. the dead? That's what they called it in yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah which is great. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Great stuff. Uh, boys, where are we scared? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 The, worst, yeah the worst scene is the, the veil. Of yeah. course. And it's, yeah, talking like the daughter and yeah. that slow creeping shot around. And you know it's not going to be Oh, her. man. And then when you see it, though, it's actually yeah. worse than what you could have imagined it would be. 100%. It's so disturbing. Yeah, and it's like it's so done so well because you see her. She's obviously in the dress is creeping herself. It's got the veil. But you're worried for her. You're not worried for us or for Nicole Kidman's character in that moment. You're worried for the little girl. There's enough dark around her in the background. We definitely have no idea what the reveal eventually is going to be. And then when Nicole Kidman comes in, and again, we're still hearing her voice. So as far as we know, it's still her. Yeah. And then we see the old woman hand coming out of the veil. Yeah. And then it's that slow pan and you're like, I don't want to see. I don't want to see what we're about to see. And it's also, you know, it's a tipping point because earlier the housekeeper has said to somebody, mm. she'll see the others and then everything will change. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. once she sees them. 
and yeah, you go, yeah. what will change? Yeah, yeah but yeah. also what's quite scary is the scene where the, the daughter shows the drawing and mm. it, it goes in close on the amount of time she's seen. Yep. And an old woman, the one that looks fucked, yep. 14, and you just go, yeah, that 14 oh, was fuck. a chill. I do not want to see it because you see Victor's like six or seven. You're mm. like, okay, yeah. who have you seen the most? The old woman. I'm sorry, what? Um, Double the amount of time? Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and all the other drawings are just of normal people, but the old woman just looks fucked. Looks (laughs) Looks like a witch. Yes, yeah. yeah. Through the veil, too, it's just something just very, like, it's just, uh, I can't even describe it. It's like they've got this old woman face and just put it on the the smaller person's body. body. Maybe they've got a really small old woman. I don't know. Whatever they did, the effect is fucked, and the eyes are fucked, but it's also, like, through the veil, so Mm. you're a bit like, hmm. Yeah, it's it's obscured enough that you can't fully make it out, which is worse. It's always worse because then your brain's adding probably more than's actually there. Yeah, one of the most effective ones I've seen. Yeah. yeah. And then again, the flip of, again, this other movie that would love to watch The Intruders or whatever it was, is the girl has possessed her in that point. Like, that's awesome, but terrible. Yeah. 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 It's one of those things, too, where, like, watching this movie- that's the big scare. Mm. It's not a jump scare. No, it's no. a slow pan around. There's like maybe two jump scares, if that. Mm. There's not a lot of actual scares in this. There's just so much potential for scares that your sphincter is so tight <laughs> yeah. the entire time. That scene is doubly horrible because then Nicole Kidman reacts to that character and jumps on her and strangles her. Oh, and the minute yeah. she does that, you're like, this is horrible because I already know what's going to happen. Yep. It's just going to be her daughter again. Yeah. And yep. it's it's fucked. And the daughter is just like, what does she say to the, the nanny when she comes in? She's, she's just trying like, to kill me. she's trying to kill me. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, like, you're oh. wicked. You're wicked through and through or whatever. It's just yeah. this little girl who's terrified. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, everything about it's fucked. Yeah, one other scene I want to bring up on the where we scared was when the brother, she's talking to Victor in, the, in their bedroom at night and the yeah. brother's getting scared and we just think, oh, this is big sister sort of playing a prank on, on little brother. But we do also get cowardly custard. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. Very You're joyous a cowardly custard. So, backstory for anyone who doesn't know, we, I think, came from our book club over on Patreon. Yeah. So, we do a book club over on our Patreon and got a great email from a listener who used the phrase cowardly custard that... I'm assuming it's a British term and we're just not familiar with it, but we were immediately taken by it and (laughs) delighted to be using it a bunch. Love custard and we're cowards. Exactly. So when when it gets thrown around in this film, it was a a nice little reprieve. It was. It was a little joy. Very scary scene. (laughs) But then, yeah, the end of that scene where she's like, touch his face to let him know that you are really here. And all of us are watching this little hand creep in and we're like, is it her hand? Is it not her hand? And then we go to the mum because he, the kid starts screaming. Finally, when mum comes back in and you see the little girl's dress and you're like, yep, definitely wasn't her yeah. hand. Yeah, fuck, that, that was, fuck, that was fuck, boy fuck. stripy pajamas sleeves, yeah. plaid pajamas. That, yeah. that girl is wearing a nightie and it's got frilly sleeves. Yes, yeah. it does. Is the daughter possessed in that moment as well? Uh, for a no, little bit I, of the chat I where her back like, is to her brother. I think the boy kind of is acting like a bit of a medium in that. That's how I read yeah, it. Okay. Yeah. And that he, like, again, would love to see the reverse of that scene from sure. his point of view. I think yeah, I just great. thought looking back on it, I wonder if that is the old woman possession thing as well. Yeah, but right. I don't know. Hard to say. Yeah. Really good stuff. Let's see that other movie. Very effective. No, I don't want to see that other movie, man. <laughs> I do. I do. I love it. I think I do, yeah. yeah. Again, knowing... The answer, knowing the reveal, yeah. it will still be a bit spooky, but uh, yeah, I would kind of genuinely wish he had done that. Wish he'd just gone <sighs> off and made it. Imagine doing that, like releasing like a month apart, mm. the others and the intruders. Someone should do it. It's awesome. Back to back You couldn't yeah. market it though. No. Because no. that'd be revealing what you think yeah. is. I feel like it would also do better in today's uh, visual economy. I think back then, obviously, it, like we're so, kind of used to this sort of more- like obviously with Marvel being this big universe and blah, 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 that that you can produce multiple things at the same time that are kind of interrelated and interconnected in that way. Or I think yep. back then it would have, yeah, it probably would have spoiled 
everything. Yeah, I guess, it's for definitely. the experience. Yeah, it's the X and Pearl thing where they yeah. filmed X and Pearl at the same time. Yeah, just mm. film it in secret and then be like, "Oh, everyone yeah. loved that." Here we go. I tell you what, they almost could have done is if, depending on how they told that the Intruder story, release both and go. You get to choose which one you're going to watch first. Oh, definitely the, whatever one you watch first will spoil the other one. Yeah, but either way, you're going to have a scary time. Right. I think. I that's, think watching the Intruders big. first. Is the worst way to do it. I think it's more scary. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I think because you get scared, but then also I think the others loses its impact. Big time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think you need to watch. I think you watch the others first. The others first. It's more. Yeah, yeah. and then it becomes like we're dealing with now. It's the fascination of oh, what would the other side look like? That's cool. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because there's so many scenes where she is throwing shit all over the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leaving doors open, ripping Mm. open curtains, closing them, all that kind of stuff. Right. Definitely the scene where when she's in that room where everything covered is covered by sheets. She's ripping off all the sheets. And she can hear the voices at that time. So they were definitely in that room watching these sheets go flying around. Well, the, the oh, voice yeah. Something like, she's here. She's looking for us. Yeah. Can she see us? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. And then she starts ripping the sheets right. off. Right. That would be piss city. One more scare. <laughs> One more scare that got us. The painting. The painting. Oh, oh, that was a big scare. This this is where this movie was actually fucking gorgeously shot. Yeah. And again, a lot of natural light is actually used. So the, the, the fantastic shadows and the brilliant, brilliant lighting at play in this movie was a lot of it was authentic. Well, yeah, a lot of it, he was saying he wanted to really play around with shadows. So a lot of it is candlelight. Yeah. And yep. so for this one where we see just behind her, this white stark face out of nowhere. And again, this movie hasn't been doing jump scares necessarily. And so it like literally got all of, all of us like, whoa, fuck you. And then slowly a bit more <laughs> light. And it's just a painting. It's just a painting. But it stays there for long time. Yeah, for like when, you, when we watched it, Tom, you were like, for long enough that you then wait for it to move. Yep. You, yeah. Again, long enough, but we still didn't know it was a painting. Like, and then the light changed. And it's a painting, and you feel like a fool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but also, bravo. Yeah. yeah. Well you, done. You, you've done it. Yeah. Andre, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Did our characters act wisely or foolishly? I mean, what can you do? Yeah. I, I think, ultimately, I want to say foolish, uh, mostly because mum killed her kids. And oh, yeah. Like, I mean, horrific. Well, I mean, yeah, that's, that's bad. It's, such, it's a big time. I'm not going to call that wise, I don't think. No. Yeah. Well, I think the housekeeper could do more. She's a bit of a mysterious fuck. What are the yeah. parameters of her thing, though? Which, like, I think she's just easing her into it. Mm. I think she's worried that it, like, it'd be too much information, would be too much. But she just doesn't like they hide the gravestones, yeah, and yeah. I get that. But that is, she just she's a bit too much of a mysterious fuck. Well, yeah, deliberately. Yeah. But what I actually find interesting too, in the hindsight now, knowing that she's just mm. a ghost, is like how often like she's letting her hair down and things are changing. Right, like right. there's a part of me that's like. No, you're a ghost. I think you should just look the same the whole way through. Uh, see, I don't mind that because, I, like I said before, like with the world, the world of the living and the world of the dead, this is a full world. Like they even have food at times, and even she's even once they they know every, the the big secret is out, and she goes, "Come on, I'll make you a cup of tea." Yeah. Like so, they kind of have their own world overlaid with our world, but it still exists as a world. So yeah, okay, then it's got the normal parameters. Yeah, then. which yeah. I think is she actually goes a really to bed. Cool idea. She lets her hair down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She has a shower, a bath. Right. <laughs> yep, right. Yeah. Exactly. Which I think is really cool. Um, I think what I, I really liked uh, another element of this movie that it sort of played with not really up front, but was definitely there the whole way through in the background and plays into her belief system and why the why the nanny had to wait, why she wasn't ready to accept it is her Catholicism. Yes. And so I did read that for uh, Alejandro Amenbar, basically he based a lot of the script on his Catholic school education. He's now agnostic. Uh, and I love, there was, for me again, who was raised pretty Catholic and is also now agnostic, if not atheist, I love the idea of her saying to her kids, like, 
No, but you haven't thought about, you know, you make this choice to deny Jesus and save your own life, but then you're going to have the eternal damnation of, I can't remember what the term is. Kid limbo. Kid limbo, right. Which is just the most contrived bullshit Catholic shit of all time, which is what they told kids to be like, but what about babies who aren't baptized? Oh, they go to kid limbo because our rules are so fucked up that unbaptized babies go to hell technically. Yeah, which is psycho Fucking shit. Fucking loser church. I'd bash them all. Right. but Hey, it's the Pope. If you're listening, I'm going to kick you in the dick. Don't stop there. Do you, Kill do you think the Pope listens to our podcast? I think he does. I think he does too. Yeah, yeah I think he does. So, Pope, I'm I calling I've, you out. I've told you, right, how the Vatican have like a library of, of movies. Right. Yes. Yeah, 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 I'd yeah, love to it. just see the list of what those probably is shit it, movies isn't are. Isn't something <laughs> fucked in there though? I feel like there was. We learned that there was one that like was really like, whoa, all right. Because most of them are like, you know, the, the religious the ones that are- It was The Exorcist, right? I think it was The Exorcist. Was it The Exorcist? <sighs> there was some weird Maybe. one. Maybe. There was a horror movie in there that was like, what the fuck have you got yeah, that in whoa, there for? We'll whoa. do some research. Yeah, Listeners, yeah. you'll never benefit from that. We're just going to talk about it amongst ourselves at some point. But well, Tom's on the coast. I am. <laughs> okay, I am. Okay. If you can't find it on IMDb, though, I don't know how useful you're going to be. Yes, mate. I'm looking. You guys continue. Okay, okay. okay. All right. So, yeah, for me, that element really worked well. I love when the kids are like, oh, we don't believe all of it. Like, some of it's just obviously nonsense. There's yeah. like, the Catholicism and the ideas behind it. Like, God didn't make the world in seven days. Like, yeah. clearly not. Because basically, as a kid, I kind of remember having those same revelations. Like, yeah, of course. Oh, I shouldn't be believing something. None of this. Like, logically, when you kind of- you stop taking everything your parents say on faith and start to look at them as human beings who are flawed. Like in that some of their own arguments is just apparent. It doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. oh, no, you're just tricking me to do the thing you want me to yeah. do. Yeah. But then with Catholicism, it's like this much bigger version of that that is like when you start to sort of like take it upon yourself to go, I don't think I believe this yeah. thing yeah. that like I've been so indoctrinated into. Uh, and so the kids rejecting it, I was, I thought that was Fucking awesome, if I'm honest. And then the arc of her at the end sitting in the hallway and they ask about, like, well, where are we? What happens to us now? And she goes, I know as much as you do. Fuck. I wanted to applaud. I really- It's beautiful, wasn't it? really love that moment. But it also says why she- Again, this is where I'm going for foolish, I think, ultimately, because she she was believing in all these things that had no actual founding and, and were forcing her to not be able to face the truth. Mm. And, like, she knew what she had done to her kids. Like, she says to them, you know, but then she won't show them laughing and thought, oh, God's given us a second chance, blah, blah, blah. And so, like, I kind of love the idea that her her faith got in the way of her moving on and finding this next step, yeah. even though usually faith is the thing that gets you to that next step. Yeah, yeah. And even that horrible question that the kid asks, where are we then? Yeah. Like, if we're dead. And then the housekeeper showing up being like, that's why Lydia doesn't speak anymore. That was the mm. last thing she said when yeah, she had that realisation yeah. of, well, when, where the fuck are we? Um, also, I couldn't. There's a lot of websites in Italian. Um, <laughs> so, the Vatican Film Library was created in 1959 under Pope John Paul. Mm. Right. Didn't give me a list of films, but there are films by, like, Scorsese in there. Oh, okay, yeah. And like Last Temptation of Christ or he's something. A big, wow. He's a big Catholic boy himself, though. He's a big Catholic boy. So, Former I wonder priest. if it's like, if wow. it's like mm. his stuff, like all of his his stuff or yeah, it's like yeah. well I assume it's just religiously themed movies well, but no, no, also no. ones that do not take like a hard stance on religion right. is what? Loch Ness in there that's what we've got to know that's the real question who's the current Pope uh, Francis get him on the phone oh. <laughs> I've oh. got to know I gotta know if he knows who Dr. John Dempsey is. I'll ask him if he knows Dr. <laughs> and John Bruce Dempsey. And Bruce the dog. <laughs> and then I'll kick him in the dick. Kick him in the dick. Okay, yeah. we've got a we've got a yeah. plan Um I just this doesn't fit into the category we're talking about at the moment, but mm. I just want to talk about Eccleston and like yeah, yeah. what is the rationale in Nicole Kidman's character for his reappearance? Because he comes back in, he's a completely broken man. Mm-hmm. We know that it's just a ghost. It's a yeah. shadow of what that sort of person was. He comes there, presumably they have sex. Yes, ghost sex. Then 
he gets a little bit better and then leaves. And mm. it's like, so in her mind, like, what is this thing to her in her mind? Like, how does she even- I does- think it's she's it's shattered into a million pieces at that point. I think yeah, she just grabs yeah. onto the nearest thing that she thinks will keep her afloat. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so the timing of his arrival, though, is it literally just she was about to leave the grounds and that's the way of keeping her in? Or Will he reappear at another- Like, is she in some sort of loop or is that the one time he's going to appear? I think that's the one now- time. He's gone now. Yeah, I think it's the, the one time. I think it was literally his ghost. Yeah. And sort of like the ether pushed him forth because it needed to keep her where she was. He even yeah. says, I've come to say goodbye. I came yeah, back to say yeah. goodbye to you and the kids. Mm. So I think he's moving on because mm. he can, whereas yeah. they're well, stuck. He plays it in a way that to me says he's very aware of what all this is. Yeah. yeah. He time. comes, he's seen it all, he's figured it out and he's gone, no, no, we have to move on. Like, yeah. I, you can't, but I'm out of here. He's yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what he's saying when he's like, I have to leave. Yeah. He's, he's like, yeah, I'm moving on. Does he say, I have to go back? He goes, I have to go back to the front, I think. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So the war's, like, the war's over. over. He goes, <laughs> he just sort of says, doesn't, no, yeah, it's not. Yeah. Like, I, I, it's a really good little, like, you know, five minute performance right. from him. Yeah, yeah. I think the only other thing we've watched on this show is 28 Days Later, yeah. where he's, it's a completely different character. Mm. I like this really understated, haunted, broken oh, man. figure. He, just him lying in bed looking broken, you're like, yep, yeah. that's a broken man I'm looking at. Yeah. Even when he says to her, the last thing he says to her is it's it's faded to black after they've got it on. Mm. You see them cuddling and then it sort of fades in on her face and he says, I'm like, I hope you forgive me or I hope you can yeah. whatever. And I'm sorry to do this to you or whatever it is. Right. And then he's gone. Yeah. Yeah, I take it that he's come back and I think it's also he's come back to be like, hey- what happened to the kids, remember? Mm, like, mm. I think he knows what's happened because he asks the daughter, have you been good for mum? Yeah. Has she been good to you? Like, were you, did you behave for her? Right. And she's like, yeah, we have. And then he asks her, what happened to the kids? Mm. And that's the point where you get where Anna kind of reveals that she hit them or mm, something, yeah, but something, yeah. you don't really know what happened. And I think he's there to try to to try to get her to 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 do to the, to do the wake up call she gets yeah. later that yeah. she's dead. Yes, yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh, she's not gonna. Oh, no, I guess we we'll fuck, and then I'm gonna go to. And heaven. does he take the curtains? Is that through him? Do we think? No, no. The intruders do. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mr. Tuttle says it's them. Right. The intruders uh, yeah. have taken them. Good call. Yeah. Good call. That's the thing. They'll, they'll that, and that's what he says. We, you know, that that whole thing of like, yeah, the intruders took the curtains down because mm. they they said they were going to because yeah. they're renovating. The house, <laughs> which is what happens in a haunted house movie. You buy right. a house, you're going to flip it. You get stuck there. Carla Gugina gets eaten by the house. <laughs> All you want to do is flip it so you can get your dream house, but then yeah. you get stuck. Mm. Yes, yep. it, uh, Pope's Exes style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, boys, how do we do in this situation? Probably bad. We're ghosts. Yeah. We're so ghosts. Already so it's dead. already pretty not good. Are we Michelle Fairley, though? No, no, we're ghosts. No, I think we've got to be the protagonist. And I think okay. I don't want to I want to pivot this. I don't yeah. think this is a what would we do. I think we work out we're ghosts, boys. Mm-hmm. And then I think we're three ghosts having we're, we're hanging out forever. You yeah, live in a mansion. Yeah. yeah. Fucking A. Every night against someone new comes in and we get to know and we're like, hey, do we, do we want to Beetlejuice these guys or do we want to be friends? <laughs> I want that sunlight though. I'm not dealing with this curtain bullshit. No, no. Well, they get it at the end, obviously. Yeah. Like, like you see the kids in the light. They're loving it. Actually, yeah. yeah we just got to get to the end and then we're all good. Yeah. I think I think if they if we ever, I think we only go full spook because mm. we're scaredy boys. We don't want to scare anybody. We're already ghosts. We're already dead. We can't be killed again. No. no. That, that shotgun she's got ain't going to do shit. No. So no. we just have to ride out the waves, the yeah. turbulence, and then we get sunlight. 
Ugh. And we get to relax, and then, but then, and then, when the next group of intruders come in, I think we do, we do a soft touch as yeah. we are ghosts. I think we don't want to scare people because we are scaredy boys. Yeah. yeah, we want to be friendly ghosts. But if someone moves into that house and they are a fuckhead, yeah, we've got to suss people out. I think my goal in life now, boys, is going to be every time that house is for sale and a real estate agent comes through there, I'm going to make that real estate agent piss and shit their pants. <laughs> we are waging war on real estate agents, boys. Are you? Is it war on real estate agent, or do we wait and see what these people are like? Uh, like, I- are they putting a drink on? a wooden table without a coaster do they respect wood or not things of that nature we're gonna fuck them up yeah I'm excited I'm excited to be a ghost are they clean do they share the load we'll see yeah we'll find out I look, boys I'm looking forward to spending eternity with you <laughs> making real estate agents piss and shit their pants <laughs> well that is all the scary talk we have for this episode I've been Damien I've been Sean I've been Tom and if you scary listeners like this show and like to help us out you can it's very easy you can save it at patreon.com forward slash scary boys and become a patron for just five dollars a month uh, otherwise you can also leave us a review wherever you listen us. that helps a lot and lastly if you have any comments about this episode or just want to say hi you can email us at three scared boys at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at Scary Boys Podcasts or on Twitter at Scary Boys. Or individually, I'm at Mia Day Pajamas. I'm at Carney from 55. I'm at realestate.com.au under Haunted. Mm. Stay scared, everyone. Yes, go sex.